Hey, welcome to this episode of Profitology, of uh, the podcast of where we study and break down the science of creating profit in our lives, businesses, and finances. We dive into the numbers, the systems, and the strategies that entrepreneurs can follow to achieve their dreams. Hey, thank you all for joining me today. My name is Perry Jeffries, known as the Entrepreneur CFO. I'm the president of Diamond Equity Advisors, the cash flow concierge company. So, um, I want to get on here and, and do a quick market update. There's so much going on in the current uh, economy and, and the markets and things of that nature that I want to share with you what I've been sharing with our clients. So um, when the month of September rolled around, I reached out to my team and said, what we're going to do for the month of September is we're going to close our doors on taking on any new clients for the month of September. And they asked me, well, Perry, why, why are you doing this? I said, I have concern about the data that I'm seeing, seeing concerning our economy. And I want to make sure that our clients have crystal clarity on what may be coming down the pipeline and seeing if we need to be proactive versus reactive with respects to what I'm seeing in the economy. So those who don't know, I've been a fully licensed uh, investment advisor slash stockbroker for about 17 years. In addition to that, I, I'm a fractional CFO, which means I'm a CFO for several businesses across the country. So I have a unique vantage point in kind of looking at the economy. So what I've been telling my clients, and I'll share with you exactly what I've been telling them for the past 30 days, is what I'm seeing is a pot of gumbo being brewed being boiled, being made, being simmered with a bunch of different variables in it. So let me just break down these variables and why I have a concern. So one, obviously we have the pandemic, right? So with the pandemic, we don't know if this thing is mutating from a virus standpoint and what's going on. I have several clients who are in the uh, medical space as physicians. They've given me their feedback on it. I said, okay, Got it. So this is something we need to be concerned about with respects to the virus becoming more infectious, which I totally understand. OK, but with the pandemic, regardless of kind of where you sit on that spectrum, you have to then take in consideration the impact it's had on our economy. So if you look at it, we have unemployment going sky high. Just here recently, uh, I think Disney laid off 28,000 people. You have our gross domestic product, our GDP, had one of its worst quarters ever being down 32%. And GDP is a measurement of how we're spending money as a, uh, as a country. You have businesses that are functioning at, you know, 50 percent capacity max because of the social distancing. Your favorite restaurants. Yes, they've opened up and we can go visit them. But from a, a revenue standpoint, they're not doing the same revenue they were doing because of the social distancing and the limited capacity. So you have those businesses who are struggling and just barely staying afloat. I saw a stat here recently that one in six small businesses will close their doors because of the pandemic. So you have that going on. We spoke about heightened unemployment, right? Um, you're looking at, uh, you couple that and then you sprinkle in the fact that we have a crazy election going on and no telling what this circus is gonna do. You sprinkled in a little bit of racial tension, you know, just the racial tension uh, uh, that's going on in our country, which is gonna have an impact obviously on, 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 our, on our economy, right? You, you you sprinkle in then as well things that some things people aren't looking at commercial real estate 
and you say, hey, Perry, why are you concerned about commercial real estate? Well, I look at it like this because of the new normal and so many people having to work virtually. A lot of businesses are starting to realize, like, wow, we actually are getting the same productivity with people working from home as they were in this huge office. Do we want to renew our lease? How many companies are not going to go back into the building or going to renegotiate those lease agreements where they don't have to go in? Whatever the case may be, that's going to have a huge impact on commercial real estate because businesses are realizing we may not actually need to have our staff here for them to be productive. Something else you need to be thinking about. So just all of these different variables going on, um, you know, you're looking at the travel industry almost coming to a screeching halt. I know we're starting to open open that back up. People starting to fly and travel and things of that nature, but still not at the level that we used to. So when you look at all of these just different components into this whole pot of gumbo, it's concerning. But the one thing that nobody is talking about and is mind blowing to me because uh, I'm not seeing any real data on it and nobody's having a conversation about it is the CARES Act. With the CARES Act, the government's uh, response to the pandemic, they rolled out a couple different provisions, right? They made it easier to take money out of your 401k and not pay penalties. People not realizing that they still have to pay taxes. Uh, they made uh, SBA funding easily accessible and that's where my concern is so again i don't i don't subscribe to conspiracy theories and oh well the world is coming to the end i'm looking at the data and when i as i'm looking at this data something sticks in my mind i'm reminded of 2007 and 2009 do you remember when the market crashed and our economy crashed during that time frame Right. The stock market was cut in half by 60 percent or well, cut, cut in more than a half by more than, you know, saying about up to 60 percent. And you kind of look at the stock market now and you wonder why is the stock market soaring when we're right in the middle of a depression? Right. Or going into a depression. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, a recession. Right. So you, you, you start to think about these things like why is the start stock market this high and people are losing jobs and businesses are closing and not functioning at normal capacity. Right. Something's odd. Something's off. Then again, I go back to 2007, 2009, and I start to think, what caused our economy to crash then? Well, it was the mortgage crisis, right? Y'all remember back in the day, 2007, 2009, before then, people were getting mortgages where they didn't have to state their income. They didn't have to verify uh, 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 their income. They were getting you no know, half a million dollar loans for, you know, with $500 and $700 payments. And people were getting these loans that they could not afford. And when the loans started to reset, it had that effect on our entire economy. And that's what brought the market down. So let's just sink in for a second. That's what brought us down in 2007 to 2009, the quote unquote great recession. Well, what people are not talking about, going back to my earlier point, is the SBA loans that have been issued. So with the SBA, SBA loan, specifically the uh, idle loan, the economic injury disaster loan, I have heightened concern about that. And I kind of have an unfair advantage because I work with so many business owners. So when the uh, pandemic hit in, 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 in March, we were actually rolling out a product to help you know, businesses manage their cash flow. Well, we became the popular kid on the block. So over the course of probably 90 days, I've probably met with hundreds of business owners. And what I'm finding is that the business owners who receive this SBA loan, this economic injury disaster loan, 90% of them do not know how it functions 
and also to what the requirements are with it. So you find people and you're seeing this on the news now where people are going out and buying Lamborghinis and hey, I'm gonna take this SBA loan and invest in real estate. Hard pause, y'all, hard pause. You have folks who couldn't qualify for a hundred, you know what I'm saying, a $500 signature loan at the bank one month in February, and then in March, April, and May are getting hundreds of thousands of dollars from the SBA. Well, understand the economic energy disaster loan is for companies who were actually experiencing a natural disaster. So the way this loan was really set up decades ago was like, hey, if your, your, your business got hit by a tornado or a hurricane or something along those lines, you have this funding from the SBA to be able to keep that business afloat. But you have to show, you know, what I'm saying that you were actually a, a business that was, you know, had revenue and, and things of that nature. Well, when the pandemic hit and they opened up the idle loan to you know, all, all of us, who, because all of us were impacted by the pandemic, you have folks applying for this loan who had poor financials, who were already underwater before the pandemic, were already mismanaging funds and misallocating dollars, right? We're already commingling funds. Tax returns were looking horrible. All, the, all of that. So long story short, these people have gotten loans for hundreds of thousands of dollars and they don't know how this loan works. So how this loan is a little different from some other loans, you know, people could just got to got, you know, they signed up for this loan via a DocuSign electronic signature and they did not read the fine print. And what the fine print says is that if you receive a loan above twenty five thousand you hereby grant the SBA access to the following collateral. In that language, it says your home, personal home, future home, your personal, tangible and intangible properties and assets, your deposit accounts. So let's get this crystal clear. A lot of people have received this loan and don't realize that you can't default on this loan. It's a 30 year loan that you have agreed to. And if you received above twenty five thousand dollars, you have just put up your financial, you know, wherewithal, you know, what I'm saying your entire balance sheet, personal and business as collateral. So a lot of folks are not paying attention to this. And also, too, they're receiving funds and then taking a dollar and say, hey, yo, I'm, I'm, I got money from the SBA. Let's go flip it. I'm gonna go buy some real estate. Hard pause. It says in the guidelines that these dollars have to be used for the business that was up. It was approved for. So if you were selling ice cream cones, you can't go out and buy real estate with this money because you got the loan based on selling ice cream cones. You have to use those dollars for that business. So I've seen folks who have gotten, you know, I had a conversation with folks who have gotten $10,000 for, for driving Uber and say, hey, we're going to go out and buy real estate hard pause that's actually bank and wire fraud you told the sba i need money for this you can't turn around and use the money for something totally different that's not you know uh, uh aligned with your business so what's going on is that people got this money and because of the way the loan is structured you don't have a payment for 12 months it almost feels like free money to these small business owners and entrepreneurs and they're just it's the wild wild west they're just doing all kind of crazy things with it well here's the deal folks if you don't use these monies the way they're supposed to be used the sba can come back and audit you up to three years and they may ask for all of those receipts 
all of those your know, trans we want to know exactly where every dollar went to and if you can't show without a shadow of a doubt via that audit that those monies went towards what it was supposed to go towards you're out of compliance and you have now committed fraud on the flip side of that because the way it's written inside the loan you've put up all of your personal assets as collateral for this loan because uh, think about this for a second to my last time I looked, the SBA had issued about $10 billion in this loan, right? And in, in the economic injury disaster loan. Well, they issued it so quickly. You don't think they're protecting their backside on this? This ain't free money, y'all. You've put up all your personal assets. So what I'm projecting is that probably second or third quarter of 2021. And again, I don't have a crystal ball. That's what I've always been. That's what I've told my clients for the past 30 days. I don't have a crystal ball, but I do understand data and I do understand math. And I have an unfair advantage because I'm seeing what's happening at the ground level with respects to these SBA loans, because I'm talking to hundreds of business owners. Those first payments aren't going to come due until probably April, May, June of 2021. What happens when these start to default? And you notice I didn't say if they default when they start to default okay because if 83 percent of businesses fail anyway and now we've given money to a lot of these businesses that were failing anyway what are they doing with these funds are they misappropriating the funds are they mismanaging funds do they have a, the correct uh you know financial system to manage this stuff the right way are they going to be prepared for audit what I'm projecting is that we're going to see something very similar to what we saw in 2007 and 2009. When these the, these loans start to default, this is not something you can just wipe your hands and say, oh, I'm sorry, SBA, you know, my business didn't make it. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to bankrupt the business. No, you've already given the SBA, you've already put up your personal finances, your home, your future home, your personal assets as collateral. What happens when the SBA starts to collect on those loans and people start to default? And another thing with respect to the loan, it's a 30 year loan. How many people know businesses that have been around for 30 years? So you pretty much have mortgaged everything. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad loan because for full transparency, you know, what I'm saying we received a loan, but we have those dollars sitting 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 until there's an opportunity if something happens and we need to be able to tap into those dollars we didn't go out and buy new cars and lamborghinis and hey i'm gonna use this to flip into real estate no those dollars are earmarked to be used exactly what they're supposed to be earmarked for and that's for operating expenses for the business that got approved that it got approved for so with that being said y'all when i think the, the when the chickens come home to roost on this thing second third quarter of 2021 i think we need to be prepared for very something that we saw very similar to 2007 and 2009. hopefully i'm wrong but again i'm looking at the math the math is telling me we're not out of this pandemic and we and we may be dealing with COVID 19 for another year and some change i'm looking at businesses at 50 percent of capacity i'm looking at unemployment continuing to go up and companies still laying people off i'm looking at a stat that's saying one in six businesses are going to fail i'm looking at a stock market that's at a high a level that it shouldn't be at based upon fundamentals because companies are not being as profitable as they normally are i'm not saying all companies but um, the majority of companies are struggling right now 
I'm looking at an election and we don't know how that's going to play into this. We're looking at the heightened racial tensions going on. It's just uh, all of these variables. And I believe the SBA loans that have been issued via the CARES Act is going to be the tipping point. So that's the conversation I've been having with my clients. But I've been telling them not to worry in this respect. If you have a plan, you don't have to worry about being reactive. You're already proactive. So thank goodness that most of my clients um, have uh, bought into the concept of having a written financial plan for their personal finances as well as their business finances so we're already prepared for this so if something should happen we don't have to you know be reactive and, and, and make and make a hard pivot we're already prepared for it so i'm sharing this with you our audience because i think it's something that you need to be prepared for and not again not painting gloom and doom because a crisis is a crisis it is what it is and we'll get out of this at some point in time but in the meantime depending on where you are if you're a person who's about to retire in five years or you're a young person you know your your pivot or your uh, uh action uh, uh steps that you need to take may be different so i highly recommend that if you are not working with a financial professional you need to make that a priority today period point blank you need to make that a priority today do not try to lean upon your own understanding if you receive the idle loan and you don't know if you don't have 100 confidence that you're using it correctly and 100 confidence that if you get audited that 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 you that you won't um, um you won't you know, be uh, actually frauding the uh the sba if you don't have 100 confidence that your finances are structured in such a way that if what I'm saying does come to fruition that you're prepared for that. If you have, if you have, if you don't have 100% clarity, you need to meet with a financial professional, not tomorrow, not, not next week, not next year. You need to be having a conversation with, you need to get on somebody's calendar today. Doesn't necessarily have to be me. I'm, I'm not the best advisor for every client. Um, we have our specialty, but as as our listeners and whatnot i believe this is just super important that i share this with you guys because this is the conversation i've had with my clients over the past 30 days when we close our doors we've recently opened our doors back up so if you want to connect with us and schedule a consultation there's a link i think in our description you can click on that and try to get on our calendar and if you have a financial professional that you're working with reach out to them today and say hey how do we prepare for the worst and you know we're going to pray that the worst doesn't happen but there's a lot of variables in here and again as i look at the math and the data it's telling me something what i tell my clients all the time never make emotional decisions with your finances always see your finances in 3d and allow yourself to make data driven decisions so with that said y'all that's perry jeffries um you know i'm here um, um, uh, if you need any assistance, any help, be sure to visit our website, perryjeffries.com. If you want to learn more about what we do, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We're going to be uh, doing our best to uh, at least have one um, uh, episode per week here for you, if not more, just you know, specifically talking about what's going on in the current economic climate, uh, just to give you some direction and things of that nature and some guidance. And be sure to definitely connect, connect with us on YouTube where we have a ton of videos out there for you guys. All right, y'all. Perry Jeffries here. Profitology. See you soon.